Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. Who's here playing with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps, and I use they, them pronouns, and I'm playing Sloane, who also uses they, them pronouns. My name is Carlos Romero. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Wayne Hollinger, who uses she, her pronouns? Am I overrun with goblins? What the fuck is happening right now? We're just ready to Hi, fight I'm you. I'm Jules. I use they, them pronouns. And I'll be your void master this evening for these very suspicious goblins. <laughs> Down with the void master. Oh, God. Right. Hold on. I got to get my bat and bonk some goblins. I want the rest of you uh, figure out what happened last time. No. Bonk. Last time. On the pod has been cast. Emergency system shutdown. Incident report. I will try to compile what happened in case of a total system failure. Antithesis tried to prevent us from reaching Maeve's machine and failed. Ezekiel was here. He tried to prevent us from removing Maeve from the machine. Dr. Krell's behavioral device was activated. I tried. I tried. I had to make an impossible choice. I saved Dr. Krell in hopes he would be able to assist us in recovering Maeve. I took their memory crystal. If you find us, I hope it is still intact. They would want Sloane to have it. Little Rain, the clone, she caused an explosion. I do not know if we will survive. The machine did not. Of that, I am sure. The Warforged process will be halted. I only hope it was enough. Rain. Incident report ends. Sirens are going off, off, lights are flashing. You see uh, prisoners, um, void forged, are running to their cells for cover. Um, you have locked Dr. Wainwright into a cell. Um, and Zelda and Jonathan are sort of cowering uh, behind, not cowering, that doesn't sound very cool. They're taking cover behind a table as this war forge lumbers toward you. Uh, let's roll for initiative. Carlos, do we have gifts? Uh, I don't remember. Friendship I think, I think not. So I probably think so. not. Yeah. Probably All right. Not. Well, I got an eighteen. Nice. I got I, a sixteen. And I got a twenty-four. Nice. Nice. 
so All right, just fast. sort of set the scene. There are a bunch of like sort of discarded tables um, tossed to the side. There are also a few bodies. You see um, several of these guards have been taken out um, and are dead on the floor. Um, their guns and weapons also like scattered to the ground with them. A few of them are still standing. Looks like they are like readying to continue to fire on this thing. It's already taken a bit of damage um, and is just kind of like, uh, you've seen this before, Xandar and Rain. This thing seems to be just sort of in a uh, fury. It's just sort of indiscriminately attacking things wildly. Uh, Rain, we're going to go to you first. Uh, what do you do? Okay, I want to give my friends some time to prep themselves as best as they can for this fight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my momentary stasis on the Warforged and try oh, okay. to freeze it for a turn. But uh, like right before I do it, the the quote from the doctor saying, talking about like how chronomancy is kind of mm. fucked up too, like crosses my brain. <laughs> but this is a matter of protecting my friends. So I like shake it off really quick and I uh, try to do this momentary stasis. So the Warforged has to do a constitution saving throw against a DC of 15. 15 con save. Let's see. Their con is pretty high. I'm going to roll on the chicken die. Uh, they are going to get a 17 on that ah, side. Damn. damn it. Sorry. Damn it. They resist. Um, and you see the eyes sort of flash as they do this, and you hear coming out of this. Oh, no, not, no, this thing's going crazy, actually. No, never mind. It doesn't. It just uh, resists. Mm. And, um, it, but it's now focused on you, Rain. Okay. Yeah, I imagine, like, I'm, yeah, that maybe that's what happens is I do it and it like the, the big dark like shadow hands come out of the ground and try to grab it. And then I think about like I get distracted because <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. thinking about that quote and the thing just like completely shatters the, the hands or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. I love that. You look back at Wainwright who sort of like gives you a tentative thumbs up um, <laughs> and then sort of like gestures towards the door lock. <laughs> <laughs> Say, get out of my head, asshole. <laughs> He looks very confused. Uh, that's going to take us to Xandar. Uh, I'm going to run over to Zelda. You said mm. she was hiding behind a table. Yeah. And I am going to uh, sort of shake her down for whatever credentials she has on her. I'm hoping that she has a like enough of a like access or clearance level to have a key fob in the same way that Wainwright had and used when he let us in. Mm, okay, before you take this, why don't you roll a quick perception check? Okay. Oh, yeah. That is going to be a 22. Um, From what you can tell, um, Zelda here is as much as a prisoner as anyone else. Doesn't seem to have much security uh, things. You don't see, like, a fob over her neck or anything like that. It seems like she's kind of contained to whatever place they put her into. Okay. Um, she's like looks like in better condition than most of the prisoners, but it's definitely like still a prisoner. Um, you do see that some of these bodies do have like badges and things attached to them. Um, you could try to take it from there, or uh, the highest clearance would be Wainwright, who is in that cell right now. Right. Yeah. All right. So th th then I'm going to um, play it off as if I were just like helping her up, uh, and like say like run back through the door that we came in. Um, and then I will try to get some sort of like, yeah, fob from one of these uh, HAL agents. Yeah, you want to roll for that. You just um, kind of rip a key card off of one of them. Okay, and I'll look back at the rest of the group and be like, run! And then we'll like, I'll try to run towards the door as best as I can. Um, yeah, so as you sort of direct 
Zelda, she's going to say, if you want to get out of here or get to your friend, you're going to need to get there. She points to the door that that thing burst through. I mean, oh. you, you have to get past it if you want to get to either of those locations. Shoot. Okay. Uh, so where do you run? Uh, okay. I will then use a bonus action to use my last first level spell slot to cast Zephyr Strike. Okay. And so uh, I will activate that. I don't receive any attacks of opportunity, and I can run 70 feet. Yeah, nice. that's more enough to get to that door. Yeah, that's okay. plenty. Then I want to run around, yeah, run past and around and get through the door, I guess. Yeah, it, um, it doesn't even register you. You're moving so quick, you just, like, sort of slide past it, and you get to the door. Um, that's Xandar. This is the Warforged who is going to lumber over towards Rain and attempt to make a strike on you. No. Uh, what's that That cute AC? Cute AC is 17. Damn. 17, you say? Yeah. That seems high. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're getting audited. <laughs> no. Audit time, nerd. Uh, that's oh, a 12, no. which does nothing to you. Um, It's like giant arm just sort of... <laughs> swings over your head. You feel the wind move as it as it um, strikes past you um, and continues to just like scream out. Um, that's the Warforged. Um, that'll take us to Sloan. Okay. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on myself um, okay. because I'm not looking too hot. Um, so I'm just going to mark that down real fast. Um, ding, ding, ding. Um, okay, that's four extra hit points. Brings me up to 15. Gorgeous. Um, and then seeing that Xandar is running towards the door, um, I will do the same. Okay, cool. Um, you didn't use an action, so you can dash to get there. I did. Technically, I cast a spell. Oh, uh, no. It's a bonus action. It was action. a bonus action. Yeah. Oh. Mm. oh. Um, mm. Yeah, Actually, I'm looking at it. Okay, cool. Um, you run over to the door where Xandar is. Um, that is these HAL agents are going to fire on the Warforged. Damn. Well, I mean, I guess it's good when my dog shit rolls work in your favor, right? Yeah. Kill yourself, Voidmaster. Yes, that's right. <laughs> They're just sort of, I guess they make two attacks, so they'll try that one more time. Uh, okay, yeah, they do land some shots at this thing that do get its attention away from Rain, who it could not hit. It sort of turns its head over towards them as they are just, like, firing at it. Let me roll some dammy real quick. Um, yeah, yeah, um, some solid hits into it as um, Rain drew its attention, but it turns its head back over towards those HAL agents. Um, uh, at the bottom of Initiative, Zelda and Jonathan are going to dash from the table in the direction that Xandar ran, um, so they'll meet you over there. That leaves Rain on your turn, alone on this side of the room with the Warforged. Come okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, if everyone's already, like, how close are they to the door? Are they in, in, in like, in a safe door. distance away from this Warforged? Uh, they're, like, in the door, so not necessarily a safe distance, but they have put distance between them and the Warforged. Okay, I'm going to disengage from this Warforged and I'm going to run as far as I can after disengaging. Uh, so like about 30 feet. Okay, cool. Um, and you're about halfway across I'll the room. I'll Misty Step. I'll Misty oh, Step. Oh, nice. Door. 
you yeah. pop over yeah. to where your friends are. So the whole group is now over there. Um, I will break this from initiative into more of a chase if your intent is to flee this thing. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I, I want to. I want to try to grab a dead Hal agent's gun first, and then close the door with the credentials I scooped. So, however, yeah, that that's easy enough to do. Play, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll say that you do both of those things. Sick. Yeah, so you now have. Uh, they just carry standard rifles. Okay. Can I grab a baton? You can. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. The baton is uh, bludgeoning, uh, does 1d6. Lovely. And their rifles are 1d10. But I think that's the same gun you have. Is it the stage just an arcane rifle? Yeah, that's what I have. Okay, yeah, same thing. Sweet. Um, You grab those, you close the door behind you. You continue to hear more explosions and yelling coming from that room. Um, Zelda's like sort of like out of breath a little bit. Oh my God. How did that thing get loose? I don't no know. Clue, it yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, uh, you know, safety or controls over any of the experiments here. I would like to pull <sighs> my knife out of my boot and hand it to Zelda. Handle first. Um, she takes it, sort of like twirls it in her hand a little bit more deftly than you thought. Hot. Thank you. <laughs> I've never Whoa. had the chance to ask this actually because Hart has never been interested. Sloan is. Is Zelda a MILF? I need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we said before, um, Zelda has like kind of big Nicole Kidman sort of energy, like oh, very like kind of like statuesque. Yeah, because Sloan's class, Sloan's Sloan subclass is officially MILF hunter, right? One hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Go ahead and roll investigation with advantage for your MILF hunter. Uh, that your is MILF hunter statues, ability. Uh, MILF hunter ability. Uh, once per long rest. Uh, yeah. uh, Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Melf. Melf. Yeah, so I hand her this knife and she flips it in her fingers and Sloan is like, ooh. <laughs> um, but um I think I'll I'll look back at, at Rain and like give give her a thumbs up, like hot mom. And then um <laughs> Okay, okay, what do you want me to do with that? Nothing, I'm just Good letting you know. Golly, Miss Molly. Um, the room that you're currently in seems to be like part of the testing facility. You see, uh it is in complete disarray. More bodies all over the place um, as you're picking your way through here. Um, you see like some fires even beginning to start in certain areas and the sprinkler sister system starting overhead. Um, but you see more warforged in this room, but they are sort of like toppled over. And as you like kind of move through them, it doesn't seem like they have any damage on them. It looks like these things were inert when uh, the other one rampaged through this room. Hmm. All right, I'll ask Zelda, which way to the other facility? Uh, she points out a door. Um, uh, she says, I don't have clearance to get through there, but um, maybe you can with uh, the fob you have. I'll be like, yeah, does this guy, and I'll hold it up and see if she recognizes the HAL agent that I've scooped a badge off of. Um, yeah, she, uh, she, she, she uh, indicates that that should work fine. Okay. All right, let's move. Um, you continue to move. Um, as you pick your way through this room, Rain, you see more of these scientists sort of in white lab clothes have that same kind of blue hair. They all have numbers written on their forehead as you pick your way through. Uh, there's no in time. In fact, this as you get to the up, door, there's no time. you see one of them sort of huddled into a, a corner shaking. Uh, I will go over to the scientist. He sort of like yelps and like uh, like like tries to like flatten himself up to the corner. Um, I'm gonna grab him by the collar of his shirt, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna say, "Where is Maeve?" 
Maeve, Maeve, ah, ah. Maeve is in. Maeve can't be moved. Maeve is in the the server room. Maeve is the server room. Um, buffering. Whoa. Okay. Um. Um. I will uh, sort of shake him and be like, "What do you mean, Maeve black can't be machine. moved?" The black machine. Where is the server room? Below. Down below. Um. I will drop the scientist. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and I'll turn to my new friends. Um, and uh, I'll say, I have to go see them. Ask if any of these nerds have a big-ass thumb drive or something. Um, and I turn back and I go, do you have a big-ass thumb drive or something? I don't know. I don't. I A hard drive? An external? Sure. I, he um, <laughs> sort of gets up and like starts moving over to like a large computer console. Um, and hesitates. What? This isn't my job. It doesn't matter. Your job is over. Give me the, the your job is the hard drive. Give me the hard drive. Um, he uh, picks a hard drive, like sort of like um, unplugs it from the uh, tower that he seems to be like his ejected. workstation. It's sort of like trembling as he moves over to you. You see the door at the far side of the room, the one that you all had shut, slide open, and Doctor Wainwright, um, looking a little disheveled, come through, and the door closed behind him. What's going on in here? I slide the external hard drive into my pocket and turn to Xandar and Rain as if to be like, what do we do now? Run to the server room. <laughs> to the server room. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Um, Dr. Wainwright like, starts like running after you as you move through this um, next corridor. Um, in this next room, you see um, more Warforged sort of in uh, chambers, like like little like chamber pods. Uh, uh like kind of tucked in. Uh, they appear to be in some sort of stasis like the other ones. Um, but as you run through this like kind of long room, uh, that's what you're running along. Um, and as you do, uh, Wainwright continues pursuing. Doesn't seem to be very, in very good shape. Not really keeping up with you. It was like, slow down. Where are you all going? I don't say anything. I don't have anything to say to this man. I don't know this man. Do we, we gotta, I think we're just headed to the server room. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you continue yeah. to the server room. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, next room, you come to, uh, you see more bodies. Um, and these appear to be more scientists. You see more tufts of blue hair, but some other like normal looking people. Not that you don't look normal. They're clones. They're not you know. abnormal, but just regular people. Yeah. Um, and they are like torn to shreds as you hit this room. Um, and you see kind of over towards the far corner of this room, another elevator. And you see a creature or a person, I should say, huddled over one of these bodies. Oh. Oh. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh-oh. Um, I don't I'm like gonna... how you made that mistake, that little Freudian slip. Uh-oh. 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 What could it I mean, it's just a person. <laughs> yeah. I mean... you take a second to kind of take that in, Wainwright <gasps> catches up. You all left me. What? What's going on? Listen, it's not safe. Uh, He like sort of gestures towards his tablet. These rooms have all been compromised. I would like to slam him against a wall. Oh! (laughs) Nerd. Nerd. Um, Like, like, like forearm to throat, like up against the wall. Um, And I want to go. Please. And I want to go. Where is Maeve? Maeve. What? How do you know about Maeve? They're my friend. Maeve. Maeve is integral to the system. 
Maeve is a part of the machine now. Maeve has been helping us willingly. I don't think so. Uh, listen, Maeve is very delicate. I, I don't know what they were to you before, but they're not the same. They've been intricate. In, inter, inter, can you please take your forearm off of my windpipe? Yeah, can I walk up. I walk up. I'm like, all right, Sloan, <laughs> you can give it a rest. And then uh, oh. as soon as you do, I I grab him and put my arm <laughs> against his throat. I'm like, where's Hart? What, what is, you need to get this shit under control. Um, He is about to answer you and he stops. Oh, dear. Void. Um, you see the creature. That was hard to love for that person to stand up and turn around. Uh, their face is completely stained in blood. Um, they are kind of wearing um, a jumpsuit that appears to be like tattered and ragged. Um, their hair is a short, buzzed blue. But Rain, looking at this thing, is like looking into a fucked up mirror. It looks <clears throat> just like you. And has a zero tattooed on its forehead. And as it kind of makes eye contact with you, it like sort of cocks its head like a dog and opens its mouth and sort of screeches at you and you see fangs pop up. Zero. Rain, you have to let me talk her down. She's very dangerous. She's a mistake. Um, and like Zero sort of gets down on all fours and starts like crawling over towards your group, sort of growling. Rain, let your dad talk to that thing, please. Yeah, I look at the fucked up thing. I look at him and frustrated, I let him go and I, I kind of like shove him towards the creature. Um, he takes a step back. Um, a Zero sort of like... Rah! like screeches and backs up a little bit um, and sort of gets down low. Zero, please be a good girl now. Be daddy's good girl and go back to sleep. Um, He's going to attempt something. Zero's going to make a saving throw. Is he still holding on to his tablet? Uh, yes. Okay, I just want to keep eyes on that. We might need <laughs> fair. it. Fair, fair, fair. Um, you see Zero sort of divert her gaze and sort of crawl over to the side of the room, but continues to like keep an eye on your group. Um, he turns back to you. All right, then. Let's slowly back into the room we just left. Let's talk through whatever's going on here. I'm sure we can figure this out. System room is in the elevator downstairs, I... Yes. I am going to the elevator. You start walking towards the elevator. You see Sloan starts moving towards the elevator. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab the doctor's wrist and sort of like try to twist it around his back and hold him and grapple <gasps> him and like start walking him towards the elevator as well. I am walking yeah. backwards. So like I'm keeping my eyes on Zero because that little freak, I don't want any. I don't want anything to do with that mess. Yeah, but I, I mean, like Zero's to use the doctor like- as like a meat shield. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, yeah, you all start moving. You see Zelda hasn't moved as she's just staring at Zero. I mean, you see tears, like, coming out of Zelda's eyes. Where tears uh, normally come I go to her, I go to her, and I I whisper to her the same, the same thing she said to me. She said, it's not, this isn't real. She's not, she's not a real one. It's How just a monster. How could he do this? How could he do this? We don't have time um, to figure that out. We gotta go. Yeah, Jonathan, like, sort of grabs her other hand and, like, kind of pulls her with you. 
across the room. Um, you see Zero sort of like start kind of stalking after your group, like from a distance as you get closer to the elevator. Xandar, please unhand me. I look over at Rain, like for approval or disapproval. Yeah, I nod. I say, let, basically saying, let him go. All right, I let him go. Um, he moves to the elevator. He um, opens the door, keeping an eye on Zero, and sort of gestures for you all to get in. Those are we all step in sync with each other, like there's <laughs> yep. eggshells all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, he gets into the elevator last and like closes the door. And as the door begins to slide close, Zero <laughs> screeches and runs for it. And as the door closes, you hear a thump on the other side of the door. How did she get out? Um, Rain, I'm sorry you had to see that, I know. Maybe it's a bit shocking. I, um... I wanted to have a relationship with you. That's not me. Well, genetically, it's very close. Our uh, blood, you see, is difficult to replicate. Uh, We actually have a bit of elf in us. I bet you didn't know that. Very small percentage. Um, But getting the exact uh, balance. very um, uh, uh, aggressive genes, elves, since he sort of gestures to the blue hair. I bet you didn't know that. See, we're learning things about ourselves and each other. Um, zero was a first attempt. Sloppy. I I had to get creative. I didn't have enough uh, material to work with. But um, I don't want you to think that I was trying to replace you. I just missed you. You know, we are learning something about each other. And something that I'm learning about you is that you tend to settle for something that's really close to what you want. <sighs> I guess maybe you're right. Oh, you the elevator. Look, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, I tell him. It's not the same. You know, this is not the research that you want to do. I can tell. No, this wasn't what I dreamed, of course. And zero is not an indication of what I can actually achieve. You'll see. I've done much better work. But, on the bright side, if you ever need, say, a liver transplant. Oh, jeez. Zero is a perfect I've heard enough of your shit. No, you (laughs) shut up right now. (laughs) I am sick and tired of this ambitious talk about all this cloning bullshit. Look, I understand being very ambitious about wanting to, to push the boundaries of science. I get it. I totally understand. But you have been gone for almost all of my life and you're making all these like toy versions of me it's not the same thing no matter how many times you try to make one of these fucked up little monsters they're not going to be the same as me and you're going to keep doing it until you eventually get eaten by one of your own creations and that's something that you have to realize about the work that you're doing it's fucked up a rule either persuasion or intimidation with advantage Fuck him up. <laughs> Good as that. While this is happening, Sloan is like gently like pressing their elbow into Xandar's side as if to be like, what the fuck is going on? And Xandar is similarly doing I, that uh, into Jonathan's side. <laughs> you just hear like a whisper, girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ooh. 
Uh, I rolled a 14. Uh, yeah, you see... Something, like, sort of shifts in Dr. Wainwright as you say this. Um, probably not used to being admonished like this. Kind of, like, straightens up and, like, looks back towards the elevator and says, I see. I was incorrect. I thought maybe we could be a family again, but it seems like you don't want that. So, if what you want is off this dungeon, I'll escort you to a ship. Um, and the elevator uh, lands on the bottom floor. The door opens. Um, you see more signs of wreckage and destruction. And he's sort of like, such a mess. As um, he uh, picks his way through. Um, he continues walking and you get to a sort of a long hallway. There's an elevator on one side and a door on the far side from you. He gestures towards the elevator. Take that up all the way to the top. It'll take you to a hangar. You can use the ship there. It belongs to the warden to get to wherever you need to go. I can't allow you to have access to Maeve. Well, then we'll fight for it. And I raise my gun. Nice. Of course. I am ill-prepared to fight any of you. I won't stop you, but I will say, you're too... You hear another explosion. Um much closer, and he kind of looks down the hall. I'm off. Everything. Wait. <laughs> As you run past, um, he sort of like puts his head in his hands. What has happened here? I've lost control. I'll look over at Rain, and I'll look over at Dr. Wainwright, and then I'll take off after Sloan. Yeah, I grab... I grab my mom and Jonathan and I'm not necessarily sprinting, but I'm like escorting them away from him. Okay. I'm used to see Dr. Wainwright kind of like fading into the distance as you all run down the hallway away from him. Uh, You make your way to the next door uh, with the badge you swiped, Xandar. It slides open. Um, All of these rooms, just wreckage, dead bodies. It looks like this thing has been on a rampage for at least a few minutes, which has been enough to like cause complete chaos. Um, You see a room open. As, as, as you walk in here, you can immediately smell smoke of, like, a fire. Um, and Sloan, Xandar, Rain, you walk, you follow, like, the, the sounds of the explosion, you use the sounds of fire, the smell of smoke, and you find yourself in a small server room. Um, you can see the remains of this massive black machine sort of melting onto the ground. And in front of it, you see two bodies. Uh, One body is completely charred and unrecognizable. The other is a very badly damaged heart. (gasps) Kneeling between the two of them, you see a little girl sort of crying into her crossed arms. She's got two long blue pigtails. Um, she looks up at you, um, tears streaming down her face with a um, number two on the, the number two <laughs> tattooed <laughs> on her forehead. Um, she looks up at you, Rain, with just like hatred in her eyes and she says, this is your fault. This was an accident. I didn't mean to. 
I'm going to run over to Heart and cast a second level Cure Wounds. Yeah, go ahead and um, roll that heal. Okay. Oh, my dice. Where are my dice? Where are my dice? All right, 2d8s. Here we go. Uh, really bad. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you get... Uh, what's my wisdom modifier? Two. You get ugh, six hit points. Heart. Think. <laughs> you um send these waves of healing energy into heart and you feel that they go somewhere uh, but usually heart would like spring back up to action as you're looking down at heart and her void crystal their void crystal it's just sort of flickering at this point um the girl continues to sob and she's like I didn't mean to I didn't mean to I'm gonna move forward to this little girl um, and I don't know her. I, I guys, I recognize it like she kind of looks like Rain, but I, I assume she says this is, I, this was an accident. I assume she means that the, the machine melting is her fault. Um, and I'm just going to get down real low in front of her and I'm going to go, did you blow up this machine? They already broke it. Can they I, ruined like, everything. Um, she looks over at you, Rain, and she says, you got everything. I think like I I <laughs> I think when she said earlier she was like this is all your fault like there was almost like a weird flashback to like all the times that I was saying like this is all your fault to my mom oh. all your fault to you know my dad right like imagining myself as a kid like blaming everyone for all the problems in my life and and I look at this kid and I I just I ask I say what did you do I just, they wanted to ruin everything, and I just wanted to protect Daddy. Heart. Yes? You are falling. Oh, no. Um, and as you, like, kind of look around you, you're in, like, a small drop pod. And, like, kind of wedged in next to you, you look down and you see Sloane. Heart, you know that you are strong. Um, you will probably survive this fall. And as long as you survive, you can protect Sloane. And as the drop pod crashes to the ground, um, you get it open and you carry Sloane out of the wreckage. And um, you look around at the uh, scarred uh, a landscape of Olympia um, that you fell and you look down and you're holding Sloane tenderly in your arms. Oh. And then that sort of shifts in heart. You were standing behind a door and you hear voices on the other side of this great door and you just know you can't open it. And you remember your freighter and you're back on your freighter. And then you remember the Hack Olympics and you uh, live through some of those memories again. And you remember the first time you sort of tried to dissect your memory crystal and take it apart and get control over yourself. You remember deleting your fear from your processors. You remember the decision maker and the crew. You remember a very depressed orc and a, a human filled with conspiracy theories. And you remember Sloane, um, who is always sort of been interesting to you. Uh, smart, not like other humans. Uh, not as annoying. 
all of these memories are sort of shifting around. And as you're falling, you see Maeve is falling with you. What do you do? I want to reach out. Can I grab their hands? Yeah, you grab their hands. And as you do, everything sort of erupts around you in light. As you come to in this room, heart, you are no longer just yourself. Uh, You feel this immediately, uh, but you are two things living at the same time, which is, uh, I think, difficult to explain to an organic who are used to having a very solitary experience. But for you, it's the equivalent of just having an extra processor. You just have something else inside of you living alongside you at the same time. You are two things in one body. Um, you are heart, and you are also Maeve. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and both of those memories sort of just kind of exist for you. You know that they're on two separate timelines. You know exactly where they fit in relation to each other. And they are both your histories at the same time. Um, and whether you are heart or Maeve is irrelevant. You are something completely different, but also completely the same. Um, and as you are sort of like looking around this room, you see the little girl crying. You remember everything about that little girl. You see Xandar, you see Rain, you see Rain's mom, you see all these people around you. And both of those things exist at the same time. At this point, Heart, uh-huh. you have the ability to do a couple of things. Um, and you don't have to decide them right now. Close up magic. But I (laughs) (laughs) you have the ability at this point to completely reassign your ability scores. So you can move your ability scores around anywhere you'd like um, without changing their values. But if you wanted to swap your strength and your dexterity, if you wanted to do something like that, you have the ability to do that in this moment. Um, You can also either increase one ability score by two or two ability scores by one as you sort of come to. Whoa, whoa. It's so cool. It's Christmas. (laughs) You're also going to take on one of Maeve's flaws, and that's something we will talk about at a later day. Okay. Um, But you all in this room now see Hart sort of come back online. And um, Hart, as you look over to the body, the burned body next to you, you remember Dr. Krell's last words. I will spend the rest of my life making up for this. Well, I guess he did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, woof. Uh, uh, I, I, I take a second, I think, to like calibrate that I'm back online um, and see Xandar. Um, and I'll just, I want to, I would, can I hug him? <laughs> I want to give him a hug. My friends are okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you see Xandar and you also see Sloan and you have the urge to give Sloan a hug. Um, I, I do. I think like, I think like heart like gets up and like pulls them all into a hug and like, like Xandar and Rain with one arm and like Sloan in the other and just like holds on for a second. And then, um, and then says to Xandar and Rain, um, I believe I made a mistake, but we will discuss later. Are you all right? I was so worried about you. Um, and then I'll look. I'll look at Sloane. <laughs> this is so bizarre. I'll look at yeah. Sloane. Yeah, welcome to my fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'll look at Sloane um, and I'll say, hello, it is good to see you again. I am, I believe, all right. Uh, and Sloane, um, I think is like really confused and not yeah. fully like comprehending what the fuck is going on. Um, but is, 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 I think just we're like stunned into silence and just like clings to heart um, and looks at Xandar and Rain um, and says, um, I think we should get out of here. Um, so looking across from you on the other side of the room, you see on either side of the door sort of two groups of people. You see Jonathan and Zelda. Um, Zelda looks just like absolutely like shot right now, just like there's so much going on and she is just like kind of looking at this little girl as on the other side of the story you see Dr. Wainwright and the little girl sort of hiding behind him um Zelda takes a step forward towards you Sloane Sloane mm. we need to shut down this facility we need to get these prisoners off of here Hal is making a move on the juniors as we speak you have people here Right. Right. Help me liberate the prisoners here. And whatever sentence you're serving, I can wipe it clean. Fresh slate. I have to set things right here. Um, Sloane will look at Maeve and they'll sort of like nod at each other. Um, and then Sloane will step forward um, and they'll say, all right, let's clean things up. Um, Zelda comes up to you, Rain, and she sort of like goes to like put your hands into her hands. You, I'm gonna handle things here. I'm gonna set it right. But you need to finish this. You're strong enough. You can do anything. I'm sorry if I ever doubted you. I know it's hard, Mom, but we'll figure it out together. Um, she sort of lets go and like squeezes your arm and gestures to Wainwright, take them to the ship. Uh, and Wainwright looks like he's going to protest for a second and then just sort of sighs and like puts his head down and uh, takes uh, Rain 2's um, hand and sort of like starts walking back towards uh, the uh, corridor. Counselor, you're not coming with what? us? Yeah. No. I'm going to finish shutting down this facility and the prisoners here need to be released. We can't let them sit here and be used again. We have to send them somewhere. I'll look uh, knowingly at Sloane, I guess, now that I'm, like, uh, absorbing and understanding the implications of this decision and the conversation that just happened. And I will, like, nod uh, reassuredly, and I'll say, uh, thanks for your help. Thank you. Take care of them for you. And I uh, sort of like gesture to Heart Maeve, um, <laughs> and uh, Heart Maeve will uh, will will nod, um, and they'll say, "I will." Heart Maeve, you know that there is a um, chest in this room where your physical body, which you no longer need, and your belongings are, and there are a few of those belongings which you think would be helpful. Oh, I will pop open that chest. Yeah, you pull out, like, a mechanic's bag. 
Um, and you know, but Hart, you are now, um, and Hart, you remember, just because you have these memories yeah. now, um, that this um, mechanics bag serves as a bag of holding. Um, and there are a few items that you had been working on uh, prior to your capture that uh, might come in handy for you and your crew. Perfect. I'll sling that on and then I'll wheelie over to Sloan and um, just sort of like lean down and like press our foreheads together. Um, and then um, I'll look at Zelda and, and nod. All right. Dr. Wainwright takes you up to the hangar. Uh, you see uh, Warden 5's ship is there. Um, Go ahead and roll a hacking tools check for me, Rain, to uh, get in there. Also, if Maeve helps you, um, you can uh, do that with advantage. I do. Um, as uh, Hart, you now have uh, proficiency with hacker's tools. Yay! Mm-hmm. Aw, bonding! We can do tricks together. Cool <laughs> tricks! <laughs> I got a 19. All right, yeah, that's plenty. Um, You crack open the ship. This is a clipper, same size as, like, Xander's ship. Um, Maybe a little, like, uh, a more beat up, maybe. Uh, but you start loading onto it. And you see uh, Dr. Wainwright is just sort of awkwardly standing there as you all load on. Um, he says, uh, they'll be coming after you. Just so you know. Well, we're pretty used to that. Well, this isn't exactly the reunion I dreamed of. Hopefully, you know, things are never going to be the same. You know, we're, you're not going to be able to go back to what things were before everything went to shit, but... You know, you have an opportunity to take care of this little one, so... Actually, maybe you'd take her with you. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Another orphan. It's <laughs> just, um... Immediately, Xander clutches Hart's hand. Like, what's that look? And he says, she's right. All she's seen is a cell her whole life. Maybe you can show her the void. Take her out of this prison. You, of course, don't have to, but... I look at the kid, and I think of all the all the ways I wish I could go back and, and you know, make young 12-year-old Rain's life a little better. You also notice, as you look at the kid, she has a watch on her wrist. Hmm. Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation on that. Yes, please. In the background, heart's like... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 15. Um, You can tell it's made out of found parts. Like, this is definitely, like, something that she made. Um, But it sort of makes the back of your... Uh, the, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up a little bit to see something that powerful that this um, copy of you, this young copy of you, was able to just sort of make out of scraps. It's yeah. pretty impressive. That's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be like if a little child was holding like a butcher's knife behind their back. It's like, ooh. Yeah, you can tell. Um, you know, she made that explosion, obviously. Um, yeah. Definitely uh, not taking like sort of a harmless uh, orphan along with you. Uh, this person is uh, capable of um, power. Uh, what do you do? I think about, again, I think about <laughs> going back and... and being able to help the young 12-year-old rain out. And then I look at the kid and I say, I say, we're about to go on a big journey and we're about to see some messed up shit and you're probably going to miss home. But 
If you come with us, you can make your life better. Um, she sort of like scoops up into her um father's arms, and you see they like sort of share a moment together. He like whispers something to her and sets her down. And she sort of like walks past you onto the ship. Rule number one, no using the watch unless they say you could use the watch, okay? <laughs> yeah, rule 1.5, I'm the captain, don't forget. That's the captain, okay? You listen to him. Rule you two. All, you listen to me, you listen to Hart. Okay? No blowing things up, please. No blowing oh. things up. We're going to have to probably deprogram that from your watch. Anyway, we'll go over rules and stuff. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> We're getting better at this. Yeah, she um, doesn't really respond. She just kind of like looks at you and um, you swear you see her roll her eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, it is weird. It's kind of eerie. It Reminds is a little spooky. Uh, you all load into the ship and you shoot out from dungeon one, unsure of what will come from the wreckage you've left in your wake as you return to the void. And that's where we'll stop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Goblin up orphans all over the void. Man. I have been in limbo. <laughs> Welcome this- back. <laughs> <laughs> good to I have got- you back. It's Welcome so good to be back. back. I was so scared, y'all. I really thought Hart was going to die. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it was possible. Well, let me tell you, um, you all weren't there for that episode, but uh, Dr. Krell did roll a very good check um, to uh, sort of unplug me from that machine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, something good had to come out of it. And that yeah. is sort of giving uh, Maeve and Hart a second chance at life. Wow. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, cool. If uh, people want a second chance with us, <laughs> where can they find us? You can find us. On social media. You can find us um, at The Pod Has Been Cast on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website. And you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at The PHB Cast. And you can use all of those social media sites um, to tell all your friends how much you like us. Word of mouth is really helpful for a podcast like us um, just to reach new listeners um, and make new friends. So, um, yeah, tell people... Tell people what you thought about these episodes if it's um, positive. And if it's um, negative, uh, don't. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, uh, who out there do we need to be saying thank you to this week? Uh, well, speaking of uh, sharing the good news about the show, we want to say thank you to Eric Astaire, who left a really wonderful review on the show mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. That's a great way for folks to um, jump on board and, and become a part of the story. Is to you know, a lot of people they don't know what to expect from new podcasts, especially D and D podcasts. So they'll look at the Google reviews, and if there's a bunch of people just saying how nice and cool and fun it is, then they're more welcome or they're more willing to to join us. So, like. If you haven't left a review yet, um, please do. It really helps us out. And uh, and thank you to Erica again for leaving just such a nice review. It's just, it warms our heart every time we see one. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Erica. You know, there are people that keep my heart nice and fucking toasty all day long. I'm talking, I'm running a natural 180 degrees all year round because what? of how warm I am from these folks. I'm talking about the oven that is our home of oh. I'm inside of this volcano. 
What? Yeah, okay. I'm inside this volcano. You got this. And these magma sculptures, these beautiful magma sculptures adorn the walls of my volcano lair. I'm talking about beautiful magma. Can you make a sculpture out of magma? What am I talking about? Obsidian. Oh, obsidian yeah. sculptures. That's obsidian. better. Obsidian sculptures. <laughs> <laughs> around my volcano. I'm talking about Luca. I'm talking about Eric Payne. Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Yatsky, Arlo Howard, Carlos Gallen, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Thomas Squires, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman-Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimbal, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S., Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley, and my big brother Juan. Keep this grassroots podcast alive. <laughs> or should I say fire roots podcast Ooh, yeah. alive with your support God, on Patreon. You. Multiple, multiple tiers of support. Find whatever is right for you. And we have cool shit. So lots of cool shit that you can get. Um, we all like to get stuff. Tis the season to get stuff for yourself and and help us so do that uh because we love you we love you so much even if you can't we still love you but yeah we we could always love you more um (laughs) (laughs) there's um only one place where i put my clones to live out the rest of their lives and that's robert's corner Mm -hmm. yeah leaving me in charge of all these clones (laughs) typical uh um oh i've been uh I was really impressed with season four of Stranger Things. I think it especially impressed. If you're on the fence about it, uh, I think it's the best season of Stranger Things yet. So I don't know. For some reason, I've just really found a lot of joy in mm-hmm. it. So I want to share that sentiment. If you haven't checked it out, it's really neat. I think, I don't know, I just really liked it. Who are we all in Stranger Things? I think Robert is kind of a nice hair guy. What's his name? Steve? Steve Harrington. Steve. Yeah, the one that you Steve, put all the clones with. That's all I wanted. 100%. <laughs> I, think Steve. I think Carlos oh is more of a kind of like a Jonathan. I get Jonathan. Yeah. I or maybe know. even a Nancy. Jonathan. Oh, you know, no, 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 no. Fuck that. Carlos is um, um Uma Thurman girl, whoever that that one is. Robin. Oh, oh Robin. I was going yeah, to say Lucas. No. I was going to say Lucas's little sister. Carlos Erica? is like Lucas's little sister. <laughs> I think Carlos is an Erica. <laughs> I think Bianca. I think Bianca's probably our, our 11. Bianca's probably the closest oh, yeah. to 11 that we have. Um, and I'm the mom, the blonde mom that just wanted to fuck that pool boy. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet at us. Tweet at us what stranger things you think we are. Actually, tweet at us why I was just correct and nothing else. (laughs) Okay, bye. Get the fuck out of my house. All right, see ya.